A Telltale Pod production. Jasbinda Belan Chapter 40 Early Diwali fireworks spark into the dusk as the car disappears over the horizon. The fireworks have started! shouts Jivan. And good riddance to bad rubbish! Jivan's parents run towards us, folding Jivan in their arms. Ma! I cry, pressing my whole body into hers. Ma, we're home! She takes my hands, holding me away to get a proper look. Asha, don't ever leave like that again! She shouts, but then she pulls me into her. I was so worried. I didn't know if I would ever see you. What have you done to your hair? Don't be cross, Ma, I say. I brought our papa home. Oh, Asha. Ma's tears fall onto my head. Asha, you're home at last. She wraps me in her special blue sari, embroidered with peacocks. Papa's right behind me and hurls his arms around us all. I wish I could stay at home forever, he says and a little bit of my happiness crumbles when I remember he's used all his money on repaying the loan. Will you have to go back to Zandapur? I whisper, just to him. We shouldn't think about that right now, he replies. Rohan and Rupa hold me around the waist. We missed you, they both say. We didn't know if you'd come back, says Rohan. Your hair's gone, says Rupa. Ma puts the marigolds she'd looped on her arm over Papa's head, burying her face into his shoulder as he holds her even closer. What happened, Ashy? How did you find him? Your, your telegram said so little. Jeevan and I share a glance and start to tell our story. Our voices drift into the evening sky like clouds of incense. The mooing cows join in, and so do the rushing waters of the Ganges the sweet chirruping of the rose finches, the rhythm of my pendant and the far-off cry of my nanaji and all the daughters from our family, raising their spirits from the past. It's the song of the mountain, and it echoes through our valley, a blessing joining us all together. Family is the most important thing in the world, and now that we're together again, I won't let anything separate us. Like every Diwali, there's no moon tonight, and the path leading to our house is lit with flickering divay, just like the paintings from the ancient texts. We head inside as the night grows chilly, but I notice something through the back door. Ma! Papa! Look! The well is lit up as brightly as a shine, and my nanaji is perched right on the edge of the crumbling wall. I go back outside and walk towards her. This is where I first saw you, wasn't it? 
I close my eyes and the rhythm of my pendant buzzes through my bones, awakening the place deep inside my spirit where my magical powers are born, and I move closer to the well. Everyone gathers around, staring at my spirit bird in disbelief and admiration. Ma inches closer to her and stretches out a shaky hand. I think Nanaji would like it if you touched her, I say. Maybe later, she says, drawing her hand back. It's okay, Ma. I hitch up my lenga, tucking the fabric into the waistband, and stand on the wall beside my Nanaji. She walks around the edge of the well, and I'm convinced she's trying to tell me something. I'm going down there. Ma jumps onto the wall too and grabs me by the arm. Stop, Asha! Nanaji flies up and lands on my shoulder, flapping her wings. Asha knows what she's doing, cries Jivan. She's amazing! I shoot him a smile. I'm trusting myself, Ma. And now you need to trust me too. Like Nanaji does. My Nanaji jumps off my shoulder, hops towards the opening and peers down, pecking at the inside of the well. I think your spirit bird would like to go down with you if she could, says Jivan. But of course, her wingspan's too wide to get out. We both finish together laughing. Don't be silly, Asha, says Rohan. You can't go down there, you'll fall into the water. I squeeze his hand. It's okay. I'm used to climbing, and there are footholds in the wall. Jivan's right, says Papa, putting his arm around Ma. Let her go. Papas, she says, twisting her hands. We've always told them to stay right away from the well, and now, oh, I can't believe you're telling her to go into it. Are you crazy? My spirit bird begins flapping her wings hysterically. Ma? I'm going. I can see that, but I'm staying right here. She stays close by the opening, her eyes wild with fear. Nanaji perches next to her and makes a clucking sound. I grip the rim and lower myself into the darkness of the well. The sides feel damp and slimy as I search for a foothold. Shine a diva down here, I call, my strong voice rising to the surface. There's a brick to one side of my foot and I slide onto it, trying to keep my balance. The golden light from above flits like fireflies as it illuminates the shadows in the well. And then I spot something. A few inches below is a wide gap in the walled surface, with a narrow ledge just below. I carefully drop down to the ledge to take a better look. I reach my hand deep inside the gap and I feel something hard. I run my fingers along its smooth edges. Have you found something? calls Jivan. Yes, I reply, staring up at their faces, lit by the flickering light. Butterflies dance in my stomach as I heave the object out. It's a box wrapped in a muddied cloth. Get ready, Papa! It's heavy! I press the box, which is at least as long as my forearm, tight to my chest. Hold myself firm on the bricks and raise it as high as I can above my head. But Papa's hands are still too far away. I, I can't quite reach it, Asha, and there's not enough room to climb in. Papa, it's really heavy, I pant, my legs trembling. 
I, I can't hold it for much longer. I'll grab your legs, says Jeevan's papa, so you can lean in further. Someone's going to get hurt, cries Ma. Just get Asha out. Here, papa. I stretch as much as I can, pushing hard against the wet walls. Papa's hands grasp the box and he hoists it up out of the depths of the well. I let out a hot breath of relief. Come up quickly so we can see what it is, says Jeevan, his face full of excitement. My nanaji is still there, waiting for me, drawing me to her with wings unfolded like the god Garuda. I'm coming, I call. Grab hold, says Papa, reaching further down until his hands grasp mine firmly. Legs shaking, I push myself out of the dank darkness into the halo of happy faces. Everyone circles me as I tear off the dirty cloth to reveal a box made from smooth shisham wood. The spirit bird ruffles her feathers, hops closer and taps the ornate catch with her beak. Look how she's helping! squeals Rupa, stroking her wing. I lift the lid to reveal layers of dusty gold jewellery, bridal headdresses, ornate bangles, all laid neatly, filling the box to the top. I can't believe it! I gasp, cradling it against my chest so everyone can see the jewels lit up against the divay. I feel a rhythm so powerful it transports me to another world and I see the beautiful face of my nanaji and all the forgotten daughters of my family calling me from the distant past, sending me their blessings. I see the story of each piece of gold, how it was given with love at a special time and it touches my heart. It's all the daughter's gold! You found it! cries Ma, astounded. My heart clatters against my chest. The story was true. Ma stretches out her hand and this time she lightly touches my spirit bird's golden feathers. Ma, Ma, she whispers, wiping her cheek. We can buy a new tractor now and keep the farm going, I say. And Papa won't have to go back to the city and we won't have to leave for England. Your ma can make a famous mango chutney, says Jeevan, his mind whizzing with ideas. Your uncle Neil can help export it. Great idea, I reply. Maybe we can set up mountain lodges for tourists, he continues getting more excited. And you can give night tours and explain the stars, I smile. Everyone carries on chattering, discussing new projects, laughing and joking. I walk behind the shisham tree, my nanaji following behind, and sit on the cool, damp ground. I clasp my nanaji gently in my arms and she moves towards me, our foreheads touching. We stay like this, staring deep into each other's eyes, previous lives flashing before us, comforted by the power of eternal reincarnation. After one final embrace, she turns her head to the amazed faces watching us, raises her immense wings and flies into the ink-black sky. Don't go too far! I now know that if you believe in yourself, you can do anything.
for the people you love. I run over to Jeevan, slip my hand in his. Friends forever, he says, turning his face to me. Friends forever, I say. Whatever the future holds. That was another Tell-A-Tale Pod production. Remember that you can follow, share and find more of our podcasts at tellatalepod.podbean.com